Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're continuing our examination of the Scripture, which is what we do here. And we've been in the book of Hebrews for quite a while, been in the 11th chapter quite a while, that great chapter of faith. And we're at the point in verse 21 there, I think, where it said, By faith that Jacob (coughs) spoke blessing over the sons of Joseph. And so we've gone back and we've looked in Genesis chapter 47, chapter 48, and chapter 49 at what occurred when this whole thing. So that's what the previous episodes, go back and check those out, okay? But in chapter 49, we saw where Jacob, Israel, same dude, assembled his sons, and he says, I'm going to tell you what will befall you in the days to come. And he says, listen to Israel, your father. And then he spoke to Reuben, and he spoke to Simeon, uh, to Levi. He spoke to Judah. He spoke to Zebulon, Issachar, to Dan. Let me see. I'm going to list here. Gad, to Asher, to Naphtali. And he spoke forth what would occur in the days yet to come. Now, in verse 22 of Genesis 49, he's speaking to Joseph. And if you've read any portion of Genesis and know the account right here, uh, you're likely anticipating uh, a profound word. And that's exactly what we get right here. So listen to what Israel spoke to Joseph. Joseph is a fruitful bow. Okay, and it's uh, really it's talking about a part of a fruit tree type of thing. Okay, a fruitful bough by a spring. Its branches run over a wall. The archers bitterly attacked him and shot at him and harassed him, but his bow remained firm and his arms were agile. From the mighty hands or the hands of the mighty one of Jacob. From there is the shepherd, the stone of Israel. A little parenthetical statement right there. From the God of your father who helps you, by the Almighty who blesses you, with blessings of heaven above, blessings of the deep that lies beneath, blessings of the breast and of the womb. Now, we're just part of the way through. Okay, we got one more verse left of this. But just think about what he's saying right here. He's saying that Joseph is the fruitful one. He's like a fruit tree by a spring, and his branches are just overrunning a wall, speaking of the uh, bearing potential of the fruit. But then he says the archers bitterly attacked him and shot at him and harassed him. Who were the archers that did that? And we're speaking in poetic language, there's no doubt. Okay. It would have been the very brothers standing around there. Okay? It would have been those brothers standing around here that sold him into slavery. Right? Yeah. But he said, you know what? Your bow remained firm. Your arms were agile. From the hands of the mighty one of Jacob. Well, what's coming from the hands of the mighty one of Jacob? And that parenthetical statement says, from there is the shepherd, the stone of Israel. That is intriguing, Genesis 49, 24. Because it's actually capitalized here, so that does give you a little hint about some things. From the mighty one of Jacob, Israel, Jacob himself, refers to God as the mighty one of himself, the mighty one of Jacob. 
the mighty one of Israel. From there is the shepherd, the stone of Israel. See, they knew a lot more about coming Messiah than we give them credit for. Know what I mean? A whole lot more. A whole lot more. And he says, from God of your father who helps you and by the almighty God who blesses you. So he speaks, he says, blessings or blesses, uh, see, four times in the next sentence. The almighty one who blesses you with blessings of heaven above, blessings of the deep that lie beneath, blessings of the breast and of the womb. Now, verse 26, the last verse. The blessings of your father have surpassed the blessings of my ancestors up to the utmost bound of the everlasting hills. May they be on the head of Joseph and on the crown of the head of the one distinguished among his brothers. Woo! <laughs> well, there you go. Here is the father bringing some distinction. He's speaking forth the truth. He's saying what's going to happen. Now, he's already said some words of praise about Judah. Remember that? The things he said about him, your brothers will praise you. And this type of thing, your, your father's sons shall bow down to you. Okay, he said that about Judah. But here about Joseph, he's saying, you know, I have been blessed, surpassing blessings beyond my ancestors. You can't even imagine the blessings here. He says, but now these blessings are going to be on the head of Joseph and on the crown of the head of the one distinguished among his brothers. He's declaring that he's going to be distinguished among his brothers. He already has been, and he will be. Now, the Lion of Judah, the Messiah, will come through the tribe of Judah. But here with Joseph, there is going to be a distinguishing. He is the head of the brothers. Can you imagine how they felt when he heard that? Now, let's just look at the next one. we got another minute or two, verse 27. Benjamin is a ravenous wolf in the morning. He devours the prey, and in the evening, he divides the spoil. <laughs> well, that doesn't sound too good, does it? I wonder what that's talking about. I don't know. I know that Saul, King Saul, was a Benjamite. I wonder if there's a little foreshadowing of that. Then in verse 28, we wrap all this up. All these are the 12 tribes of Israel, and this is what their father said to them when he blessed them. He blessed them, every one of them, with a blessing appropriate to him. Then he charged them and said to them, I'm about to be gathered to my people. He's about to die. Bury me with my fathers in the cave that is in the field of Ephron the Hittite, in the cave that is in the field of Melpelah, which is before Mamre, in the land of Canaan, which Abraham bought along with a field from Ephron the Hittite for a burial site. There they buried Abraham and his wife Sarah. There they buried Isaac and his wife Rebekah. And there I buried Leah. The field and the cave that is in it purchased from the sons of Heth. When Jacob finished charging his sons, he drew his feet into his bed and breathed his last and was gathered to his people. One more little thought right here. That verse 31 right there where it says, And there I buried Leah. Remember, Jacob had two wives here. He had a couple of concubines, Leah and Rachel. And he loved Rachel. But Rachel had died outside of Bethlehem, I believe. And he buried her there. But here it says, and there I buried Leah. 
This speaks very, very highly of Leah. Though she had had to try to attract her husband's attention and all this kind of stuff, this shows the value that he held of Leah. Maybe even the idea that he hadn't always treated her the way that he should. He loved another more than her. But when it comes down to it, at the end of life, Abraham, Sarah, Isaac, Rebecca, Jacob, and Leah buried together there. There's some very, very uh, subtle insights right there to be gleaned, okay? Well, thank you so much for your time. Again, I'm Dale, and I'll see you next episode.